Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. It's been my pleasure as we've studied together in the book of Romans. I've so enjoyed this Bible study in this very essential, doctrinal, foundational book of the Bible. Of all the Bible books, Romans is such an imperative book for the New Testament believer to get a grasp upon, to get a grip on, so that we might understand the doctrines of salvation, justification, righteousness, faith, all of these key concepts Paul gives us in this letter to the church that was in Rome. Paul's writing to an embattled church, a persecuted church, a church that is living uh, at the seat of Satanism, if you will, secular society, Nero's in power. And Paul writes to them in chapter 8 and encourages them that there's no condemnation on the Christian and there's no separation from the love of God. Now we transition from chapter 8, which we finished last broadcast, into a new chapter, chapter number 9. If you missed the studies from chapter 8, I'll encourage you, go get the podcast. Wherever you find your podcast, you'll find Striving for Revival there. Just go and type it in, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Type in Striving for Revival and hit subscribe. Then you'll have access to every archived study that we've done. You can listen, re-listen, pause, rewind, fast forward, but that'll help you as you study your Bible along with me. Romans chapter 8 was so packed and so filled, so full, and uh, we finished it up, and I want you to make sure you get that content as well. I want to challenge you, I often do, to do three things every day. In fact, if you'll do these three things every day, I believe firmly it'll keep you close to Jesus. Here it is. Number one, pray every day. Prayer is a Bible command. It's not just a privilege, though it is. It's a Bible command to pray without ceasing. In everything, we're to give thanks with all supplication. We're to pray, right? Always praying, abounding in prayer. Number two, study your Bible every day. I don't mean just read through your Bible reading checklist, but I mean you study the Scripture and let the Scripture study you. Don't read your Bible to get through it. Let the Bible get through you. Read it. Dr. Tom Malone used to say, I read the Bible till I get the heartburn. That's how long you got to read it. Read it until God does something in your heart, till God speaks to you. Then number three, do this every day, witness. If you'll do those three things every day, I believe it'll keep you close to the Lord. Number one, pray. Number two, read your Bible. Number three, witness. Now let's look at our Bible together in Romans chapter number nine. Romans chapter number nine is Paul dealing with the reason God has turned his focus from the Jew to the Gentile. Paul is writing to this crowd made up, no doubt, of Jew and Gentile, and he dealt with the sins of the Gentile in chapter 1. He dealt with the sin of the Jew in chapter 2, and now he's going to reveal this is why God has turned his face for this time from the Jew to the Gentile. We're living in the dispensation of the grace of God. God is dealing with 
the church, a spiritual body. For a time, he has set aside Israel, but not forever. The church has not replaced Israel. We've not stolen the promises from Israel. God will again turn his attention primarily to the Jew in that tribulation period, in the millennial kingdom, all of these things that are coming down the road. But right now, God is primarily dealing with this spiritual body, this Jew and Gentile together body uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, those who've been saved by the grace of God, where there is neither Jew nor Greek, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but we're all new creatures in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is dealing with that. There are five divisions if we want to divide up this chapter. As you look in this chapter, you can see verse 1 through 3, Paul's burden. Paul's burden. Paul has a burden for his countrymen. Thank God for that, by the way. Thank God for a man who cares about the souls of others, whether they be your neighbors, whether it be your family, whether it be your city, whether it be your church, whether it be your nation. I mean, somebody ought to have a burden for somebody. A Christian ought to have a burden for souls. We ought to. We ought to have a burden for those who are not born again. So Paul has a burden, verse 1 through 3. Then we find in verse number, uh, verse number four through five, some of the blessings that pertain to Israel. So Paul's burden, verse one through three, some blessings that pertain to Israel, verse four and verse number five. There are some things, some privileges, some advantages that pertain to the uh, the Jew, and Paul lays those out in those couple of verses. Then we find that uh, the uh, the birth that makes one a child of God. Not all that are born of Israel are children of God. We read about that in verse number 6 all the way down through verse number 12. Then we find out the blessings of God fall upon whom God chooses to bless. God will bless whom he chooses, verse 14 through verse number 24. And then there's a fifth division, and we can find that the key to God's favor is trusting him or believing God, faith. And that's verse 25 through verse number 33. So we're going to break down this chapter and these next several studies together, and God helping us, we'll get a good understanding, a comprehension of the content of this very important chapter of Romans, Romans chapter number 9. Now let's look at it together, and we'll read in beginning in verse number 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. I want to stop there and say Paul is emphasizing he has a cleansed and clear conscience. Now, the saved man's conscience is directly tied to the Holy Ghost. A lost man has a conscience, but a saved man ought to have twice the sense, if you will, of a lost man. Because we have that conscience, but we also have that still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying here, I am telling you the truth, and there's nothing that I'm saying that convicts me. There's nothing that I'm saying that contradicts uh, the truth. And he said, I've got that confidence because the Holy Spirit of God is giving me the green light. My conscience is bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. And let me stop there and say that ought to be a, a, a character trait, a testimony of what you and I say. We ought to be able to say that what we're saying is true, and the Holy Spirit can say amen to that. 
Every time you preach, every time you testify, every time you talk, every time you text, every time you email, all the things that leave our lips or come forth from our devices, whatever it is, we ought to be able to say, my conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. Every bit of speech ought to be tempered through the Holy Spirit. Everything that you say ought to be given the green light by the Holy Ghost of God. Now stop there and let me say it again. A saved person ought to have twice the sins as a lost individual. You have the conscience and you also have the indwelling Holy Spirit. You and I ought to be governed by God, ought to be governed by the Holy Ghost of God in everything that we say. We ought not be liars. We ought not be truth stretchers. We ought not be tail twisters. We ought to be able to say the truth in Christ. I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. What a powerful statement to start off this chapter. I don't think I'll get any further than that today. I tell you what we need a good dose of in modern-day Christianity is saying something and living it and saying the truth and not twisting it, not stretching it. I'm talking about from the pulpit to the pew. We just say these things so flippantly. Well, I mean, it's packed and jammed. It's not packed and jammed. If there's holes in the crowd, then say it. Well, I caught a 10-inch fish. If it was 5 inches, then it wasn't 10. Say amen right there. Well, I think I've lost about 20 pounds, and you lost too. No, you didn't lose 20 pounds. It was a great day, but it was a horrible day. It wasn't a great day. Just be honest. Save the truth in Christ. Lie not. Your conscience ought to be able to bear witness in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit ought not be grieved by what you're saying. It ought to be true. It ought to be linked to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for that indwelling spirit, a cleansed conscience, a clear conscience, because it is a Christ-like thing to be submitted to the Holy Spirit of God. Everything that we say, filtered through that. Everything that we think, filtered through that. Everything that we text, everything that we type, ought to be filtered through that filter that the Holy Ghost of God can bear witness with what I'm saying that is the truth. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.